Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about the San Francisco Giants and their upcoming baseball games over the next week from a betting perspective. But before we actually do that, can I have a quick word from our sponsor. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben and Maria podcast. For when a break, we discuss the plan for this episode. Once again, talk about the Giants and their upcoming games over the next week from a betting perspective. But before we get into any of the games, got to do what we always do, which is recap how we did and how the Giants did in the last week. Starting off with the picks, overall went pretty well for us because we were all in the Giants. We thought they would struggle against better competition against the Rangers and the Rays, and they did. As for the, once again, the... Giants, not a great week because they lost back-to-back series. They've lost four series in a row, actually. They've lost to Oakland, to the Angels, to the Rangers, and to the Rays. And now there's seven games above 500. Now to mention the games in particular, they did lose on Friday night. Uh, We did lean to the under in that game, which got there. Then on Saturday, they lost again. And Cobb was not very good. We were wrong on that one. But we did think that the Giants would end up winning the series finale with Webb on the mound. And we liked the under in that game. And it got there. Webb was one out away from a complete game. Unfortunately, it kind of fell apart there in the ninth inning. But the Giants won on a walk-off home run. So the Giants ended up winning that game when they tried to hand it over. But then you move on to the three-game set against Tampa. And it was not good. And we thought Tampa would do well. So Tampa won the first game 10 to 2, lost the second game 7 nothing. So the Giants won the second game 7 nothing. And then you had the Rays once again win the game on Wednesday 6 to 1. So all three games very lopsided and the Rays were on the right side of two of them, but the Giants I mentioned last episode with how difficult the schedule is, it would not shock me if this team completely fell apart. And I think they're going to. So I'm telling you right now, if you're rooting for the Giants and you are expecting a playoff run, I'm sorry to rain on your parade. I don't think it's happening. And I think this team is going to struggle once again. They were already a a streaky team to begin with, but with the really tough schedule and these opponents that are constantly just giving them really tough battles and how they have to go up against great opponents over and over and over again, it's going to add up, and it's going to be more losses than wins. So I already mentioned in a previous episode that they faced off against the Rangers and Tampa. Then I mentioned the upcoming matchups. They play Atlanta for three games, Philly for three games, all on the road, by the way. They play Atlanta at home, then Cincinnati at home, then a four-game set against San Diego on the road, and then a three-game set against Chicago and Wrigley. So once again, it's a really difficult, basically, month for the Giants And I'm skeptical of how they're going to look. And so far in their initial wave of tough opponents, they did not do well at all. So we're going to see what happens. 
but they do not play on Thursday, so there is an off day, so just keep that in mind. But they're traveling to Atlanta, and Atlanta will be pretty hefty favorites in each of these games, and they should be. But starting off with the Friday game, you have Cobb taking on Strider, and simply put, I think Atlanta's going to win this game comfortably. They swept the Yankees over the last couple days. The pitching's been good, and you're looking at the Braves offensively. We know that they're the best offense in the league. But Cobb, I've mentioned it before, his home road splits are a bit concerning. He's been amazing at home, not recently, but in general. And on the road, he's been very vulnerable. On the road this season, 61 and two-thirds innings pitched a 4.96 ERA. So I'm not sold on Cobb's chances of performing well in this really tough environment. Strider's a finalist for the Cy Young, or he's going to be a finalist. I'm not sure if he's going to win the award. I wouldn't vote for him, but he's still 13-4, and and he's entering this start following a seven-inning, no-runs-allowed performance against the Mets. So he's in good form. To mention the home-road splits for Strider, though, he has actually been worse at home than on the road. 71 and one-third innings pitched at home, a 4.16 ERA. But Strider's still the much better pitcher than Cobb, and the Braves' offense is much better than the Giants. I think the Braves win this game comfortably. I'll take the Braves on the run line. I think they win this game by multiple runs. Now, moving into the Saturday game, you have Webb taking on Chirinos. And for this one, if there was a game for the Giants to steal in the series, it would be this one, because Webb is still very, very good. Once again, he was one out away from a complete game of performance in his last outing. But you're looking at his numbers. He has been a lot worse on the road. 77 and two-thirds innings pitched on the road, 4.52 ERA. But recently, he's still been very good. To go through his performances, eight and two-thirds, one run allowed, five and two-thirds, one earned run allowed, seven innings, two earned runs allowed, seven and a third, three earned runs allowed. So to focus on the last three starts, 21 and a third innings pitched, a 1.69 ERA. So he's been very good. Now you're looking at who's pitching for Atlanta. You have Chirinos, who's been really, really bad ever since the Braves acquired him. And to go through Chirinos' numbers this season, he has a 5.22 ERA. But since he was acquired by Atlanta, four and two-thirds, six runs allowed, five innings, six runs allowed, five innings, three runs allowed, and three and two-thirds, four runs allowed. So once again, he wasn't very good before the Braves acquired him, and he has not been good since the Braves acquired him. I do like the Giants' first five in this game. I think that the Giants can get off to a good start. Maybe the bullpen will fold late, but I do think you might be getting a good price with Webb in the first five against Chirinos. So I do think, once again, the Giants should be leading. I'm not sure if they're going to hold on, but I do think they are good enough with Webb on the mound to get the job done for the first half of this game. So give me the Giants' first five money line in this matchup, and then moving on to the final game in the three-game set. We only have one pitcher. We have Max Freed listed for the Braves. So to go through Freed's numbers this season, 4-1 and one record, a 2.57 ERA, and a 1.12 whip. Now to go through the last couple outings, he has not been that great since returning from the IL. So his first start, he was really good. Went against the Cubs, six innings, three hits, no runs allowed. Great outing. Last two starts, though, four innings, four runs against the Pirates, not great. Six innings, two runs against the Yankees, but he did allow six hits in that start, so the Yankees just stranded a bunch of guys on base. But Freed has been kind of vulnerable in his last two outings, or last, yeah, last two outings. But I don't know who's pitching for the Giants. And I do think, once again, Freed is still going to be better than whoever the Giants throw out there, so I think I'm leaning to the Braves once again. But I do think, looking at the home road splits, 
Freed has been better on the road than at home. Still not bad at home. 18 and two-thirds innings pitched, a 3.38 ERA. I could see runs in this game, so I might be leaning to an over, but I do think Freed is still better than whoever the Giants throw out there, and Freed has been very good against the Giants in his career. Giants active batters, 98 plate appearances against Freed, a 163 batting average, and a 214 on base percentage. I think Freed pitches a gem here. I think he probably goes six or seven innings, maybe two runs allowed. But I do think the Braves are going to tee off against whoever's pitching for the Giants. Give me the Braves on the run line once again in the series finale. And moving on to the next series, a three-game set in Philly, which should not be fun either. Now, the Giants do not have listed pitchers for the Monday game and for the Tuesday game, which at this point I'd be annoyed normally, but I'm accustomed to it, so I'm just going to deal with it. But for the Monday game, you have Wheeler pitching against Undecided, and Wheeler this season has been fine. 9-5 record, 3.63 ERA, 1.1 whip though. So his overall whip is not bad. But to go through the recent starts by Wheeler, he has been fine. Seven innings, one run against Toronto. Six innings, three runs against the Nationals. Six innings, two runs against the Marlins. Six and two-thirds, one run against the Pirates. Seven innings, one run against the Guardians. And to go even further, seven innings, three runs against the Pi- the uh, pa- uh, the Padres. Six innings, three runs against the Marlins. And once again, that's about seven or eight straight good starts. So Wheeler's been in good form. I think he'll pitch well once again. I think the Giants are going to once again try to scramble and find a pitcher, but I really don't like how just uncertain the entire team is when it comes to finding quality options for pitching. And you're looking at the Giants batters numbers against Wheeler. They're fine. 105 at bats or plate appearances, I should say a 253 batting average and a 324 on base percentage. The numbers are okay. The slugging's not great, though, at 347, so they really don't do much damage against him. One home run in 105 plate appearances. But I think Wheeler's probably going to be in the same ballpark that he's been in for the last two months. Six innings, two runs, six innings, three runs, something like that. But Philly's been good, and offensively, this team's a lot better than San Francisco is. I'll go with the Phillies to win the series opener. I think they'll be able to tee off, and I think they'll be able to get the job done. So give me the Phillies to get the job done in the series opener. Now, moving on to the Tuesday game, you have Nola pitching against nobody, and Nola's been a bit underwhelming this year. 10-8 and record, 4.58 ERA, 1.15 whip, but he's allowed 27 home runs, which is kind of nuts. But to look at his overall uh, performances lately, he's been, for the most part, hit or miss, which is the summary of his entire season. But five innings, one run against the Nationals. Uh, he had five and a third, five runs against the Royals. I believe he pitched, if I'm not mistaken, against... Did he pitch against the Blue Jays on Wednesday? I got to check that. He did. He went five innings, four runs. So, Noah's been meh. I feel like that's a good way of summing up, but I don't know who's pitching for the Giants. I'm going to lean to the over in this one. I don't trust Noah. So, five innings, four runs, five innings, one run, five innings, five run, five and a third, five runs, and four and two-thirds, five five runs. So, he's allowed at least four earned in three of his last four starts. I like the over. I think you'll see runs here. I'm not sure who's going to win this game. If the Giants are going to win one, maybe it's this one. But I do think the Giants should be able to score some runs against them. And I think because of that, I am going to lean to the over as my favorite play in this game. But moving on to the series finale and the final game in this episode. You have a matchup 
between two solid pitchers based on the season numbers. You have Cobb taking on Lorenzen, and you're looking at Cobb's numbers. I mentioned before his road numbers are a lot worse than his home numbers. Lorenzen, though, is off of a very, very good start. In fact, I'm underselling it. He was basically perfect because he had a no-hitter. He had a no-hitter against the Nationals his last time out. He's made two starts since the Phillies acquired him. Nine innings, no runs, and eight innings, two runs. So he's been amazing, and I think he's in line to pitch well once again. Now, Lorenzen has been a – he was an all-star, even though his numbers record-wise were not great, but Detroit doesn't have much talent. So he was the de facto all-star for that team. But the Giants in their careers have faced off against Lorenzen before – They've been very good against him, actually. They have 51 plate appearances, a 362 batting average, and a 412 on base percentage. So Lorenzen is in that weird spot where historically, I tend to fade pitchers off no hitters. It tends to be a profitable angle, and I do think that Cobb can maybe find something, but he's been really bad his last couple starts. I can see runs in this game as well. I want to lean to Philly, but I'm concerned after the no-hitter, Lorenzen's price is going to be jacked up through the roof, and there might not be any value on it. I think I'm going to lean to the over. I think Lorenzen might struggle in this outing, and the Giants once again have done well against them. But it's mostly fading a guy who's off a no-hitter, which has done well in the past. Maybe Giants team total, I think, might be worth a look. Maybe you can find a low number at like three and a half. I might be tempted by that. So keep an eye out for that. But I do think for this matchup in itself, I'll probably lean to Philly. I'm going to lean to the over. But Giants team total is quite tempting as an option in this game. So once again, to go through all the plays in this episode, uh, I did not mention, by the way, the Giants have a day off again on uh, Thursday next week. So doesn't concern this episode, but just a heads up, there is another day off for the Giants on Thursday, not just today. But anyway... To go through the, all the plays from this episode, for Friday, I'm going to go with Strider on the run line, minus one and a half. For Saturday, give me the Giants' first five money line with Webb against Torinos. For Sunday, give me Freed on the run line, minus one and a half against Undecided. For Monday, I'll go with Wheeler and the Phillies against Undecided. For Tuesday, I'm going to go with the over with Nola against Undecided. I can see a lot of runs in that game. And for the Wednesday game, I'm going to lean to the over, and I'm also going to lean to the Giants team total over. I think Lorenzen's going to regress following his no-hitter. So anyway, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Find me on Twitter, at Rice Show Radio. And until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.